Welcome to the Waking Collective, Francesca Rudkin and Tim Wilson with you until 6pm this evening. Good afternoon, Tim. Hey, Francesca. Hey, look, i gotta, I got to hand it to you. You were right. You picked it yesterday. You are the Oracle. Warriors 26, <laughs> West Tigers 16. A strong start in the NRL. Well done, Warriors. Well done indeed. And thank you very much for acknowledging my... Um Sporting prowess your, there. Your prowess. Well, the pick actually didn't really have some of the vulgar energy of, uh, of some of your other your, uh, vulgar and, uh, let's say, uh, irascible, outlandish energy of some oh. of your, uh, your your other sporting Look, picks. The compliments are flying already. Can I just say, you're looking pretty good too for a man who's spent most of the day eating sugar at a kid's birthday party. I'm glad you're still with me and haven't passed out yet. Listen, when, uh, when your son turns four, what else can you do but hoover into the snake lollies big time? Yes, yes. Although Tom and I are wondering um, <clears throat> where ours are. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. It's all about winners and losers and we're doing politics. We certainly are. This is the Politics Hour. And the prisoner voting ban is back on the political agenda with the Greens with the Green Party today launching a member's bill to restore inmates' right to vote. It's among a suite of proposals that the Greens want to bring in and measures they say will strengthen our democracy. So Green Party electoral reform spokesperson person. Golriz Gaherman is heading up the bill and she joins us now. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Kia ora, Golriz. Hey, look, let's start with the voting ban. Why should criminals be given this right? Well, we agree on this one with the New Zealand Supreme Court. Uh, it's, it's actually a breach of the Bill of Rights Act and what the court called fundamental human rights and that's not really the purpose of the criminal justice system Um, by removing people from from, uh, the community we're trying to make the community safer, we're trying to rehabilitate them and reintegrate them back in we know being disconnected from society actually hinders that so that should be the key aim of the criminal justice system, we say, and it certainly shouldn't be eroding our human rights. Um, so bringing it back will help all of those things. I don't care too much about the Bill of Rights or the Supreme Court. I just feel if you break the law, should you be able to shape laws? I don't think so. Well, the point of the justice system, again, is we put people in prison, that's their punishment. Taking away other human rights as a slippery slope, it actually erodes all of all of our rights together. It kind of erodes our democracy. So what would be next? Would we take away their health care rights? Would we take away their right to be free from torture? The punishment is uh, encompassed in the imprisonment itself. It doesn't apply to other rights. And basically, that's the only way we can run a human rights-based system. Otherwise, with you know, we we end up like the uh, the other countries that we like to criticise. You know, we we end up in, in that kind of um, a category of Saudi and Iran, where I'm from, where people don't have rights once they get into the justice system. Sure, it but should scary. sure, but should someone like uh, Malcolm Rewa be able to exercise his democratic rights on, say, rape legislation? I don't think so. The idea is we have human rights because we're human. And if we start to pick and choose, but you know, or let the government pick and choose who they think has been a good enough human to, to you know, ha- have these basic rights, it does get to be frightening. Um, who we lock up um, may change depending on politics. We we define crime based on politics sometimes, and in this case, I mean that's an extreme example. So picking and choosing in extreme examples makes for bad law across the board. We shouldn't do that. We should apply human rights to everyone. That's what the court found, and that's kind of what New Zealand generally has stood for. So this is an anomaly. It's an anomaly among modern democracies, too. Other countries don't do this. The US does, but we don't want to go down that route. Golriz, what about the victims of crime? Did their views on you know did their views matter? 
Well, what we actually should be doing for victims of crime is a lot more in supporting them to overcome the challenges that they now live with, the trauma, um, the, the, the way that, that their lives have been affected. And we're not actually doing that. So to pick one thing to sort of vengefully um, focus on in terms of the prisoner when we are in fact leaving victims without the kind of support that they in fact need and then kind of pretending like they're somehow better off um, when we haven't invested in their well-being in any case is, is I don't think the right way to go about it. We need to ask victims what they actually need by way of support for them. Absolutely. Good to have you with us, um, Golrees. We, we're really keen to hear your thoughts as well. Um, to, we're happy to take talk back 0800 80 10 80 or text us on 92 92. Should criminals in prisons be given the right to vote? So keen to hear from you as well. But can I say, Golrees, I'm very, very much excited and enthusiastic about uh, your your plan to ban overseas political donations and reduce the anonymity threshold. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. This is about China, isn't it? Chinese money flowing into the New Zealand political system. It's actually just about big money, um, essentially perverting our democracy. We've seen that overseas. We've seen um, big corporate money stop action on climate change, for example. We've seen um, foreign interference from a raft of different nations. You know, some countries would say America's interfering in their democracy. Some people say Russia. Some people, you know, um, we've of late talked about China. Um, So we actually need to safeguard ourselves against interference. That means that one vote uh, per person isn't really happening anymore. It's actually all about big money. And I think banning foreign... um, uh, essentially foreign investment in our democracy um, or donations from foreign entities is is a really good start Um, and it should have been done a long time ago but it's also about that threshold as you've said you know um, having uh, anyone donating over a thousand dollars have to say who they are who they're with and for the New Zealand public to actually know where the money's coming from in their political system is really important. We're also proposing to cap um, individual donations to $35,000 so you know you can't uh, donate more than $35,000 in one year to any particular candidate or political party. That's actually um, really because good because I, I, I don't have $35,000 to, <laughs> <Don't you? laughs> no, to spend on, 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 on affecting, uh, affecting the New Zealand uh, political system. So I'm, I'm down with it, Golrees. Golrees, just, exactly. <laughs> just very quickly, another, uh, another topic that the bill is looking at is reducing the party threshold from 5% to 4%. Now, is this a little bit about self-preservation maybe for the Greens? Well, we've actually achieved the 5% threshold over 20-odd years. Um, It may help newer parties that may come in. That could mean competition for us. But the Electoral Commission, um, essentially, their reasoning for it was the MMP system is supposed to encourage political diversity. Um, It's supposed to mean that every vote counts. Again, we don't want that, you know, American um, style sort of two big party races and and, and people kind of get um, demoralised essentially. We want people to be able to vote for smaller parties and watch them grow. So they wanted to lower the threshold. They did a lot of public consultation and and sort of landed on 4%. They, they said about 3% might have been better, so they want it reviewed eventually. Um, and they wanted to get rid of the um, electorate seat threshold as well, where they said that one electorate then kind of gets a very disproportionate influence on the makeup of Parliament. Gold Reese couldn't disagree with you more about the prisoner thing, but as for the um, <laughs> overseas political donations, reducing anonymity, I love it. I'm going to score this a draw. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. 
Right, we're keen to hear from you. 0800 80 1080 or text us on 9292. Should criminals in prison be given the right to vote? Peter, hi, welcome. Yeah, good day. How are you guys? Good, good. <laughs> what do you yeah. reckon, Peter? Um, the Greens only the Greens have any a few select words because, as far as I'm concerned, they're a bit thick at times. But one of them, one of the words they keep using is rights. But have you ever heard of the word called responsibility? <coughs> With rights becomes responsibility. You're in jail because you weren't responsible. So no bloody vote. What do you make of the argument uh, advanced by Golri's uh, government that we are disconnecting ourselves from these people? There's no chance of rehabilitation if they feel like they're not engaged in the democratic oh, process. Oh, do you, do you think they really? They might get a vote once every three years, just like us our peasants do. I mean, is it going to going to change one prisoner's outlook on life? He's not going to re. He's not going to. <coughs> do crime again because he, he was offered a vote once? I'm not going to steal that car, Pete, because when I was in jail, I was able to vote for the legalised cannabis party. Oh, well, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your call, Peter. Uh, one text uh, writes in, absolutely they should have the right. Keeping them engaged in society is critical. Hi, no. Okay, so Sheila disagrees with that. Hi, no votes for the prisoners. Stupid idea. What do you think? 0800 80 10 80. Want to hear from you? Should criminals in prison be given the right to vote? 0800 80 10 80. Grant, welcome to the Weekend Collective. Yeah, hi. Uh, I think you could give them the right to vote. I don't know if they'd exercise it like. Um Quite a high percentage of people in elections don't anyway. Uh, local body elections, around 40%. Uh, the general election, around 65%. It's much lower than Australia, which has compulsory voting, and you're fine if you don't vote. So um, while I'm not that keen on um, them voting, because, like other callers have said, they um, have have rights and responsibilities if they don't do responsible thing they lose an element of rights i'm not sure that many would exercise their right to vote anyway i wonder grant whether you know as you mentioned maybe maybe and i'm not generalizing here people who've ended up in prison haven't voted in the past maybe it's an opportunity for them to be educated in the system and the way it works and and how they can have their say yes i think uh, if you can teach them what it's like on the outside as much as possible and test the general knowledge and see if they can uh, have the aptitude to be able to cope with the outside world. I think if we, you can give them, this, even, even if you maybe just do mock voting, practice voting for them, see if they are literate enough to understand what they're actually voting for. On the on the um, issue of voting, though, I'm keen for citizenship only to vote, not residents. I think we're a little bit too open borders here in New Zealand. But you would extend the franchise to prisoners? Uh, yeah, I would just for a sake of trying to integrate them back into society. Question, all prisoners? I mean, I used the example of Malcolm Rewa, and, and Golri said, oh, that's an extreme example. It was meant to be an extreme example. Would you re- would you reduce the enfranchisement right for, for let's say, particularly violent or, or sexually predatory criminals? I don't think you could really discriminate. It's just all, visited, uh, all, all prisoners or, or no prisoners, really.
Thanks so much for your call, Grant. Uh, Paul's text in saying, whether you live in a mansion, a car or in a prison, it's your human right as a citizen to vote for your government. Joining us now is Troy. Welcome to the show, Troy. Hello. Goodness gracious, I think you might be slightly out of our demographic. How old are you, Troy? I'm 12. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, you're right in our demographic. It's great to have you with the show, Troy. What do you got to say? Um, Well, I'm not very um, up-to-date with everything, as I am quite young, but I think uh, it should depend on how bad you're, like, why you're in jail. For example, um, like, taking something... Uh, or like uh, breaking into a place, or um, like a, a uh, like killing someone. Mm. There should be a difference between, um, like, for example, if you kill someone, I don't really think you should have a choice in it. But for example, if you like steal something, you should have at least a little bit of choice. That's a very interesting point that you make there, Troy. Um, it's going to, it might be a little bit hard to define that line as to when someone's allowed I th- to vote. I think actually, no, Troy's onto something. Right. And, and possibly, so what's the define, defining line? It's, it's, it's gre- I would say GBH, grievous bodily harm. Anything above that, boom, no vote. Sorry about that. Hey, Troy, love the fact that you're thinking about this and that you took the time to call. Really appreciate it. Lena, welcome. Oh, hello. Hi, Lena. Hi, um, hello. I'm just really interested about this, uh, you know, thing, this topic, because I think it is really important for prisoners to have the right to vote. The reason why is because they are, you know, humans like us. And I think that everyone deserves, deserves a second chance. I believe that if they, we give them this chance to reintegrate into the society, it will be um, a chance for them to see life in another persp- like in another way, I guess. Um, so they may be, be able to change it later on, you know, and be able to feel part of the society. You say uh, reintegrate in society. If there's no prospect of reintegration given the, the duration of a sentence, should they be able to vote in those circumstances too? Oh, Lena, I think we've lost Lena. We've lost her. She's, but she said her piece. And, yeah, she uh, has. Thank you for calling, Lena. We appreciate it's, it. It's great to hear the variety of views. Uh, Colin's just text. It's bad enough some of the Green MPs have a right to vote, let alone prisoners. Thank you for your thoughts, Colin. Not a big supporter. Not a big fan. Right, the time is 21 minutes past three. You're with The Weekend Collective.